0: We're going to continue now in our time of worship by opening up the Word of God, and today's scripture reading comes from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 17 to 27. el libro de Lucas, capítulo versículos al And you can go ahead and follow along in your Bibles, if you have your Bibles there with you, or you can follow along in the slides. The scriptures will be up, and uh, for those that will be watching at home, it will be on the slides as well. Luke chapter one, verses 17 to 27. So let's go ahead and now um, open our minds and our hearts to hearing the word of God this morning from the gospel of Luke one beginning at verse 17. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized that he had seen a vision in the temple for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home after his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, and that virgin's name was Mary. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this Christmas season where we get to reflect, meditate, and open our hearts for your coming, God, we thank you that you're the God that works up front and direct in all of creation, but you're also the God who is glorified behind the scenes, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we've been learning about your work behind the scenes, in the margins, in the unlikely places, God. Lord, you started your work in this story, God, with this other family, with Zechariah, Elizabeth, and John, Lord, who prepared the way for Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, God. Thank you, Lord, that you work in unlikely ways, in ordin- with ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And that gives us hope this morning, Lord, that you're not done yet, that that continues to be the way that you work, that continues to be the way that you are glorified, And so, Lord, I just pray that today you would help us, Lord, to open our eyes to the miracle, to the bigness, to the joy of Christmas, God, that you came into this world to save us in order to bring us back to yourself. Through your humble presence, Lord, even in the form of a baby, you began the the eternal work of salvation for all of creation and all of humanity. Today, Lord, would you amaze us by this truth, God, by this story where you bring about miracles, Lord, where you use all these moving pieces and you bring about something precious, beautiful, and new together, Lord. That's still who you are, and that's still what you're doing in each of our lives and in the life of our church, God. Bring together all the pieces, all the scattered pieces, and make something new. Make us new. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, the scripture that we're reading this morning really reminds us of the birth of Jesus Christ. That's really what we're reflecting on this entire month of December and in Advent. And next week, we're going to emphasize that even more during our. Christmas service. But these words and this story, which is so groundbreaking of God coming to earth, uh, of God coming to earth, of Emmanuel, God with us, is a story that we've heard so many times throughout our lives. And sometimes it's possible when we hear something over and over again to forget about how powerful or how meaningful it actually is. When we hear something over and over again, we can overlook just how amazing this story is because we're familiar with it. Jesus is the name of the Savior, the Savior of the world. And in fact, many of us don't know this, but the name Jesus is actually a proclamation. The name Jesus actually means the Lord saves. So whenever we cry out the name of Jesus, we're actually making a proclamation to God, a proclamation to others, a proclamation to ourselves. When we cry out the name of Jesus, when we uh, lift up the name of Jesus, we are proclaiming that the Lord saves. That's a statement, a promise of God. El nombre de Jesús es la promesa de Dios. So the birth story that we read about and that we've been reading about this entire month is not just any birth story. It's not just any manger, but it's a very specific birth story with a specific Savior who entered into this world for a specific reason. Yes, of course, we all know it's Christmas and we celebrate that, but even more important than how the birth occurred, with the manger and the animals, even more important than that is who is being born and who is entering the world. That is the key part and the key emphasis of the Christmas story. And it's the most important part of the Christmas story. Again, not just what, not just when, but who came into the world. And through this season of Advent, of preparation, our savior in the month of December, we've been reflecting on Christmas from the margins on how God works through unlikely ways, through unlikely people, how God works through the background to bring about something amazing to all of all, all humanity and all of creation. We've been using this word, this phrase, Emmanuel, again, which means God with us. Emmanuel means, to put it in a modern language, that God shows up. God is not passive. He is active. He has taken action. He comes into the messiness of the human experience. Of all of those things that keep us up, that we pray for, that we see in the news, God's not intimidated by that, but he shows up. He enters into that mess. In Scripture, we see the story of how God entered this world. Christmas is how we witness to God's withness. It's how we witness to God being with us. Jesus Christ is with us. The true God of the creator of heaven and earth, he came into this world. The one who created us in his image, he showed up for us. That means that you matter. You matter to God. Your presence matters. He loved you so much that he entered into this mess. He humbled himself to save us. God humbling himself, putting on human clothes, putting on human identity. That's actually a big event in the history of salvation. That's called the incarnation. The incarnation, again, sounds like this big word, but... The incarnation simply means that God became human in Jesus Christ. The incarnation means that God shows up, that he takes action, he takes initiative. He didn't just stand back and was passive. He enters into our story to restore our connection with God. That connection that has been really disrupted by sin. And this event of incarnation is really an event that has changed everything. The work of restoring humanity. God became like us through Jesus to save us from sin and from ourselves. This is the gift of God. This is how we witness to God's Emmanuel, to God showing up. And really, this is what Christmas is truly about. It's about this miraculous gospel event called the incarnation. Or Emmanuel, God with us. And to believe this good news of Christmas is to believe that we can now know God and we can truly connect with God because God first came to us. I believe Danny even prayed that earlier in the opening prayer. God shows up in Christ. And in this Christmas season, It's offered to us every single day, but in this Christmas season, it's even emphasized even more that we can receive the gift of the presence of God. You can receive the gift of the presence of God right where you are, here and now, in whatever season that you may be experiencing right now. Christmas really marks this amazing miracle, this beautiful collision of heaven and earth of time and eternity, all kind of clashing together in some only God kind of way. It all ties together in the birth of Jesus. So again, when we hear the Christmas story, we need to remember one thing. Yes, the what, yes, the how is important, but the most important part of the Christmas story is who. And it's all about Jesus not just about the manger, not just about the gifts, but about the miracle of God showing up, of God making a way. We talked about that last week, that that's one of the lessons and signs of Christmas, that God always makes a way. And it's very easy to miss the true significance of this remarkable event. Jesus enters into the world willingly to fulfill his, his mission to save and restore our broken relationship with God, a broken relationship that has been caused by sin. Again, it's important how he entered with the excitement of the angels singing and with the shepherds visiting, but of first importance is who is entering the human story, our story. The miracle of Christmas is that God becomes like us so that we could be with God. There's one entering to fulfill a mission, to fulfill this work of salvation and redemption. It's now made possible through the gift of God, this gift of Emmanuel, God with us, the presence of God available to you. The Christmas story the birth of Jesus is a reminder that sometimes it's possible to know what's coming and still be surprised when we really pay attention. Jesus has come to save. And really that is good news for everyone. The gospel or the good news of Christmas is really a redefinition of how we view all of reality. When Jesus was born... There were authorities, there were principalities, the powers and authorities of their day actually had a claim. They lived under an empire called the Roman Empire. And that power, that authority of the day really claimed one thing. It claimed that this is all there is. This, whatever is right in front of us. But then Jesus enters into the world to proclaim, no, this is not all there is. There is more. There is more. God is at work behind the scenes. God is at work beyond what's right in front of me. This is not all there is. There is more. Do not just settle or conform for just this. Because the Christmas message is that there is more. There is more to life. There is more for your life. There is more to your calling. There is more to your identity. Do not settle just for this. Because there is more. The gift of God is Himself. We receive that gift because of Jesus. There is more. There is more hope available to you. There is more grace extended to you. There is more mercy of God for you here and now. The creator of the world enters the human story in the form of a baby. I love that, because that is God really just redefining authority. God is not impressed by bigness, or by human power. He's the eternal, all-powerful one, and he chooses to enter into the human story as a dependent, vulnerable baby. God redefines everything and turns it right side up. Christmas turns reality right side up. The local ruler at the time when Jesus entered into the world was a man named Herod. He was, he was a pretty um, intense, insane kind of guy. And Herod actually tried to impose his power through violence and intimidation. Some of you remember that it was Herod who imposed that, that all the children would be deceased or killed. But here Jesus, this new King and Savior of the world, appears in the form of a baby. And what does He do? What does a baby even do? Nothing, right? He appears. He shows up and that changes everything. You know, it's kind of like some of us or some of you who have had experience either parenting or younger siblings or have had a, a baby in your life in, in some way, shape, or form. When you think about it, right, what does a baby really do? There's tons of anticipation, there's tons of preparation, then the baby comes, but what does the baby do? They cry a lot, they go to the bathroom a lot, sleep, well, sleep a lot, sometimes they don't sleep enough, you lose a lot of sleep. But really, a baby doesn't really do much, but what they do is they appear, they show up, and that changes everything. Amen? Anyone that's had a child before knows that, and that's how God entered into this world. Again, showing up, and that changed everything. Before doing anything, God shows up and gives us the gift of His presence. The birth of Jesus holds together the presence, the promises, and the power of God. Jesus has entered into the world humbly, but also triumphantly, redefining everything, redefining our relationship with God and our relationship with each other. Jesus entering into our story redefines our relationship with God and each other, and this gives us hope through relationships, as we talk a lot about here at Imago. Restored relationship with God and with each other. Jesus redefines our relationship with God and each other. And this is expressed in many ways, but one of the ways this is expressed is really at the communion table, when we share communion, common union with each other where every single tribe, tongue, and nation is invited to take part in the table that Jesus has prepared. During Christmas, we celebrate this fact that many of us have heard many, many times again, many, many times over the years. we become familiar with it. But may we not lose the wonder, the awe, the miracle of the fact that God is with us. God is with us, and during Christmas we witness to God being with us. We witness to god 's witness as we place our trust in Him. God shows up in us, and we are empowered to show up for others you know, and just a word about presence very briefly. I want everyone here to know whether here in person or online or you know, throughout our community and those that we're engaging as well and praying for. Your presence matters. Your presence matters to God. Your presence matters to this community. You showing up makes a world of difference. So please, don't give in to... you know, the internal lie or the thought in your head that oh, I don't matter or my presence doesn't make a difference no, your presence matters to God and God leads by example He never asks us to do anything that He hasn't done Himself God gives us the gift of Emmanuel of His presence and now we can give the gift of Emmanuel by being present with one another we receive that gift. When by faith we simply believe and accept the reality that God has shown up and that changes everything. And then we can give that gift as well. Because God doesn't call us to just hoard gifts, to just keep them for me and mine. No, our God is generous and He delights in also uh, teaching us how to receive and to give as well. We receive the gift of Emmanuel, but we also give the gift of Emmanuel when we show up for others. When we show up, when we serve, when we do life together, when we invite others into this new life with God. We can give the gift of Emmanuel in whatever context that we're in. At home, toward our children, toward our families, toward our community, toward our extended family, co-workers, friends, whatever context God has you in in this season, may we remember that we can receive and give this gift. Because here's the truth about other types of gifts, material gifts, right? This year, your friends, your family, your children, they may or may not remember the gift that you give them this year. But they will remember whether or not you were present. And really, those are some of my memories of Christmas growing up. A lot of different types of um, traditions for me growing up. But I can think of one, I've, I've actually been thinking a lot about this for me over the past week, especially with different conversations I've been leading and whatnot, on what some of our favorite Christmas traditions or, or Christmas uh, foods are. And I, I thought about this yesterday, and we did this during our Christmas party on Thursday. But I know that, for me, a Christmas tradition, and that some, some people mentioned it um, during Thursday, was uh, just staying up till midnight and opening up the presents. I, I know that here we have like a half and half thing, right? Did anyone else open up presents at midnight the night before? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Several people as well. And, um, and then we would just stay up throughout the night and uh, you know, go to sleep whenever and sometimes do a day trip on Christmas day. But I realized yesterday too that one of the traditions for me was really just always um, uh, having my grandmother there with us. And she passed away in uh, 2019, but every single year of my life, my grandmother would make her way from Mexico to California to the Los Angeles area to be with us every single Christmas. She would show up. She was present with us, my grandmother Lupe, my abuela Lupe. And you know, it, it's really, I've realized that it's taken me a couple of years to realize that, that I always associated Christmas with my grandma Lupe. And so that's, that's something new. You know, and, I, and she was always so wonderful, so generous, and uh, gifts she would give. And some I remember, some I don't, but I do remember her presence. That she would show up and be with us no matter what it would take. So we have the ability to receive the gift of Emmanuel and to also give the gift of Emmanuel this Christmas. So this Christmas, instead of just focusing on only a Christmas to-do list. In light of God's gift of presence, we can also practice and create a Christmas to be list. Not just the to-do list, because all of us got a ton to do during this Christmas season. What if we pause, we slow down together this Christmas, we reflect on the meaning of Christmas, and we just go beyond the to-do list and ask God to guide us in a Christmas-to-be list. Sure, in this Christmas season, we're all going to spend some time buying presents, wrapping gifts, sending cards, shopping for food, seeing the lights. But this Christmas, we can go beyond the Christmas-to-do list and ask God to guide and help us with a Christmas-to-be list. This is a step beyond. This is a step to be able to think about what God is doing behind the scenes during the Christmas season. So this year, instead of only buying gifts, instead of only buying presents, what if we learn to practice presents? Instead of only buying a present, I can be present with God, with myself and with others? Instead of just wrapping gifts, what if I wrap someone in a much needed hug? Someone that needs it. Instead of just sending cards, what if I send peace with my words, with my attitude, with the way I show up with others? Instead of just putting up lights, how about I Be a light. I can be a light to those around me. In fact, that's the the behind-the-scenes meaning of all of those things. We give presents because God is present with us. He is our gift. We put up lights because Jesus is the light of the world. And today, we can continue to shine the light of Christ this Christmas season and beyond. This is the gift of God he will do it in and through us. And we can serve as channels of God's love and blessing to others around us. The birth of Jesus Christ, as we've been talking about these last few weeks, and we're going to emphasize uh, during the concert on Friday, please be there, and next, uh, next Sunday as well during our special Christmas service. The birth of Jesus Christ oftentimes is called that the greatest story ever told And the greatest story ever told began in such a simple way with God working in ways that are seen and ways that are unseen, in ways that are upfront and obvious, and in many ways that are behind the scenes. We read in this amazing story that it all started with an announcement, and we read it in this passage, an announcement that the angel Gabriel delivers first to Zechariah, but then to to Mary. And this Savior of the world, Jesus, was born in a major manger in a place called Bethlehem. Joseph and Mary, they were engaged at the time. And then there were shepherds who were the unlikely announcers of the, of the new king of the world. All of those moving parts, all of those things that seemed to be completely unrelated, God brought it together for his purposes. And as we talked about last week, I want to emphasize that once again. That's who God is, and that's what God does. Right now, there are things in your life that seem completely unrelated, that seem to not be connecting, and you don't know why you're going through it or why you're passing through this season. But please know that that is the God that we worship, the God who brings it all together, who brings it all together for His glory the things that are seen, the things that are unseen, the things that are inside us, the things that are outside of us, the things that are up front and center, and all that which is behind the scenes. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, He brings it all together. So we see all these moving parts here in this story. Mary and Joseph had to travel to Bethlehem because of this order from the Roman emperor that there had to be a census or a record taken So, for all the people to be counted in their hometown. Then after traveling pregnant on a donkey for several days, Mary and Joseph finally arrived in Bethlehem. And they were told that there were no places for them to stay. The inns were full and seeing that Mary uh, had to give birth to the baby at any moment, the owner of the inn told Joseph that they could stay in a stable. Mary and Joseph settled down on the hay in a stable where there were animals. Mary went into labor and Jesus was born there in that stable. It was the only place for the sleeping baby to rest, right there in the manger. But, what started so simply, what started so humbly, would ultimately lead to joy for all humankind. The birth of Jesus is also the birth of our everlasting joy. A joy that cannot be quenched by any situation, circumstance, person, or outcome. A joy that is not based on what we have done, but on who God is, on Emmanuel. God with us here and now. And because of this everlasting joy in Jesus, we tell this Christmas story over and over and over again. As I've said before, we tell this story over and over again and the Gospel story and the Christmas story over and over again. Every Sunday we get together, not because we're slow learners, but because we're quick forgetters. We learn it, we say, Amen, Hallelujah, on Sunday, and then what happens Monday? (laughs) We're quick forgetters, that's why we remind each other every single week, every single Christmas of this good news, every single year. That is my promise to you as your pastor and to us together as a community, as long as God gives us breath, we will proclaim this story we will proclaim this good news. Amen. And then the good news is this. When we're gone, we're raising the next generation who will proclaim this good news, this gospel, this gift of Emmanuel, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ to the next generation. Again, God brings it all together. Ordinary pieces to make something extraordinary. God had a plan in place. And He was using all of the pieces, all of the people, the things that were obvious, the things that were unobvious, the things in the back, the things in the front. God was using it all for something greater. Something greater greater than what anyone could have thought of or even imagined. That's who God is He uses the people in the margins. He uses the unlikely. He uses you and I who sometimes feel unqualified. And He qualifies us through His call. So to put it very simply for us, as we reflect on Christmas, what we celebrate in Christmas is a miracle. Emmanuel. The gift of God showing up. The presence of God. That's a miracle. The Scripture announces this miracle, not as an argument, not as any kind of explanation to us, but really just as an announcement. This is who God is. This is what God did. And our proper response to that is simply to receive that gift to worship and praise God. In fact, that's what was the response immediately when during the announcement of Jesus, the angels praised on high, worshiping and praising God is the fitting response to the miracle of Christmas. So, what can we do with this Christmas miracle? What can we do with God's gift to us? God's gift of His presence which again, His presence leads to His power and to His promises in our lives as well. What do we do with that? Well, first and foremost, we simply receive it. We receive the gift, we share the gift, and we give God all the glory. What we do with this Christmas miracle is that, once again, we receive the gift, We share the gift and we give God all the glory. Because Christmas is the miraculous gift of God. So, in these coming days and in these coming gifts, excuse me, in these coming days and these coming weeks, when we receive a gift, or when we see a manger, or when we receive a Christmas card or give a Christmas card, or when we're here in church, Let's not just stop there. Let's pause and reflect on what God is doing behind the scenes. All those Christmas signs point to something so much greater. They point to Jesus, to someone so much greater. The Christmas gifts, the Christmas trees, the lights are all pointing to the amazing truth that the child who entered into the earth on Christmas Day is the true King of the world. That the Creator has entered into the creation. That's what God is up to behind the scenes. That's what God is doing to bring all things together for His glory. So today, and this week, and this month, We celebrate the birth of Jesus. We celebrate the coming of our Savior at Christmas time. And we, just like all of the surrounding characters, the primary and the secondary characters in this nativity story, we have come here for the purpose of worshiping the newborn King. He is the Lord. He is the one that will reign forever and ever. So friends, brothers, sisters, may we remember, may we proclaim, may we receive the gift, share the gift, and give God all the glory. And Jesus is that gift. The gift that God is with us. That God is for us. And that God is present with us here and now. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank You. And we give You praise. We give You glory. Our gratitude, Lord, for You goes beyond words, beyond anything we can explain or emphasize. God, we thank You that what You've done goes beyond any expectations that we could have had, Lord. Our expectations would just be limited, God. But what you had was something so much greater than anything we could think of or even imagine. The gift of Emmanuel, the gift of your presence, is greater than any gift that we could ask for. Lord, would you make your word continuously grow in us, Lord God. May it be the seed, Lord, in us that gets planted, that flourishes, that bears fruit continuously, God, into eternity, growing in and through us through the power of this miracle. Through the power of you showing up. Help us to show up for others. Help us to show up for you, O God. Help us to show up to the life that You've given us to tend to and to steward. During this Christmas season, Lord, we celebrate that You, God, You, Jesus, the Word in the beginning, the Word became flesh. And God, we pray that through the power of Your Holy Spirit, that the Word would continue to become flesh in us, God. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Lord, that we, You became like us so that we could be with You, God, forever and into eternity. Help us, Lord, by the power of Your Holy Spirit once again to receive the gift of Your presence, to share the gift of presence and to give you all the glory. We love you, Lord, and we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.
1: Amen, church. If we can go ahead and just stand as we get close to conclude the service. And let's just worship our Lord with this last song. Amen. Did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that That your baby boy has come to make you new? The child that you delivered will soon deliver you. your baby boy would kiss sight to the blind man Mary did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hands did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels ride kiss your little baby you, you kiss, kiss the face, the face of, of God, God. oh no. The devil will hear, the devil will live again. The lame will leave, the dumb will speak, the praises of the land. Oh baby boy, it's heaven's perfect love And the sleepy child you're holding is a grave
0: So many ways it's incredible when we think about Mary did you know what God was up to behind the scenes each one of us can ask our